0: It's the Empowerment Perspective Podcast, hosted by Demiso Josie and Mr. Kareem Spence. Stay empowered. All stay empowered. All right, welcome to yet another edition of the Empowerment Perspective Podcast. I go by the name of Dr. Demiso A. Josie. And I'm flying solo on this. Um, Mr. Petty might pop in. I don't know where he, what he's doing. Um, you know, he's always moving and shaking. Um, we, we're recording a special edition tonight uh, with a friend to the room, um, Dr. Stephanie Iglesias. Welcome to our show. How are you doing?
1: Good. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you having me on in this special edition
0: absolutely absolutely so um I, like always i troll social media i look for good things and positive things happening and i stumbled across something because uh, i haven't heard from you in a while on, on social media front but then something popped up and i said you know we had did some work before um we'll talk about that in a second uh, the little thing for black history month that i did but um but we, we had talked before and i was like you know I wonder what she was doing but then this popped up and i think it was perfect timing uh for this special edition because on the previous podcast we did talk about radical empathy and how people can we can divide the you know bring the, the racial divide together so um that was on our previous podcast so I kind of felt like this was the right time for this particular episode mm-hmm. to come through so for the people who don't know you or who you are because you were on a podcast before this was years ago I think it was like season two or something like that but,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, um explain who you
0: are like kind of like what you do
1: Okay. So um, my name is Dr. Stephanie Lesius. I am a therapist, psychologist. Um, I am an author. I have um, about four books. Um, I'm actually coming out with another one with another 32 other women that will be dropping at the end of the month, which nobody even knows that. I have kept that kind of on a hush hush. Um, I also, I'm a creator of various different programs. I have the Inside Out, experience which is a art therapy program for uh women and their daughters to try to build the relationships. Um gosh and I'm also a motivational speaker. I mean I do a little bit of everything. (laughs) Um, But
2: most
1: most recently I think um and also part of the community. I do a lot of outreach and um activism and trying to uh work on equality and inclusion so Um, That's probably one of the biggest things that I'm really kind of using my voice for at this point.
0: (laughs) So here at the Empowered Perspective Group, we're big on the why. Like, why even get into this work? Like, what drew you to this um, particular area?
1: So for me, I'm raising two young Black men. I am Puerto Rican. I am a minority, but I'm raising two Black men. And the way the world is today it's scary out there i don't know if my children are going to leave my house and come back home i don't know if i'm going to get the call say hey your son was shot there's too much of um black men being killed out in the world and um that's really my why is like i'm raising two young black men and i have to make sure that they're safe i have to make sure that they know um Laws, I have to make sure they're very educated. I have to make sure that they're able to assimilate to all races, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. You know, even though they are Black men, um, they have to learn how to maneuver themselves around people because this world is not for the minorities. I was going to ask
0: you that because you live in a community that you grew up in. Like, how how was your experience different than, you know, what what you're seeing your kids go through? Was it a big difference?
1: Um, I think growing up, there was always some sort of racism or discrimination. Um, I think it was just not, I don't, I don't think it was talked about as much as it is now. Um, even learning in history classes, you know, there wasn't really that much black history, to be honest, because yes, there was probably black history club or, but there really wasn't anything. I can remember, and you probably remember in school that there was um, riots in school, blacks against whites. I remember all that. Yes, so there was stuff going on, but it was always like a hush hush. Mm -hmm. And it's still a hush hush. But the thing is now with all this George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, all, all these young men and women that are dying, it's coming to our forefront where, hey, here's the momentum, here's our chance, we have, a, we have a voice, let's speak our mind, let's do what we have to do, and keep it moving forward. We, we need to gain the momentum and keep going.
0: Right. So let's go back, right, so you mentioned George Floyd, and um, our neighborhood that we grew up in, that you, you live in, um, some of the students had to organize a march, um, about, about almost a year ago at this point, and an unfortunate incident happened, um, at that particular march, where there's, um, I guess, some anti-demonstrators, I'm going to use the word, and, um, you know, depicted the scene on the side of the road. It made national news, and here we are in a small town in Franklinville making, uh, actually, international news, I'm sorry. Um, yep. walk, walk me through how you felt when you when you saw it, knowing that that was right down the street from, you know, you passed that spot cry a million times.
1: I personally felt like, first of all, it was horrible. It was it was a horrible act, but I'm in the back of my mind, I said, "We all knew this was here. We all knew this was here. Finally, somebody and I'm going to keep it real somebody was ballsy enough to do it in front of all of us. Mm-hmm. They had the had nerve to do that and think there was going to be no repercussions. Mm-hmm. because that, that's the problem with this town there's no repercussions mm-hmm. you do something and it's just swept under the rug and, mm-hmm. and and i say that because i recently myself and my fiance my youngest son became a victim of it mm-hmm. with the school system mm-hmm. and it's sad because i, I I am a Puerto Rican woman, but I'm not a black woman,
0: Right.
1: a Puerto Rican woman. And a black woman is two different things, even though we're minorities, but I've never endured what a black woman had felt like until that day. And I said, you know what? I can't imagine feeling what I feel to endure that day in and day out, day in and day out. You get to the point where you're fed up. Right. You get to the point where enough is enough. You get to a point, like, what do you do? Hmm. I'm tired of it. Hmm. That, and this is why I'm probably being very emotional and, you know, um, my voice and my hands is because deep in my soul, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. It's wrong. I am very big and I've always been very big on what's right is right, what's wrong is wrong. And, and there shouldn't be, regardless of color, Mm -hmm. regardless of sex, regardless of your position, if you did something wrong, there is a consequence to it. And it shouldn't matter. So,
0: I mean, for me, when I walked, when I saw the, the situation, pretty much like you said, like growing up where we grew up, I was like, this is, I knew who the person was. I knew exactly what happened. And I was like, you know, this is, this is typical. Like this is nothing. And it's a shame that, you know, as a young black male going through that system, that that was a norm. Right. So Mm -hmm. the the question I have for you um, is how do we fix it? Like, how do we, how do we get to a place where at least um, I'm not going to say that it's going to be better, but at least that is recognized as being wrong. How do we get to that? please?
1: To be honest with you, this is going to be a process, Um, but we have to confront it. If you don't confront something, it's going to continue like nothing is wrong. We have to confront the actions, the reactions and call them out. We, we really do, and, and and there's always a way to do that. You can do that in a professional way. You don't have to be, you don't have to tear something down. You don't have to do something really crazy. There's a way to do that. We have to start with these real conversations, real conversations that hurt, so that let, are uncomfortable.
0: Let's go there because we have, a, the large portion of our audience are educators, and a lot of them don't know how to have that conversation. As a parent, how would you want your child to be in a school to have those difficult conversations? Like how do, how do educators go about having that conversation about something they're not one comfortable with and two may not even know how to, to, to address. It?
1: To have that with students. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly think you have to have, be honest. You have to show your vulnerabilities as you know, they, they always tell you don't tell your business or, um, they'll tell things like, as a therapist, you're not supposed to give them any information about yourself. But to be honest with you, that's wrong. Mm -hmm. In order to really get to somebody's core, you have to be vulnerable. You have to um, gain somebody's trust. You have to give give a little of yourself to get a little from somebody. Mm -hmm. And as a teacher, As a social worker in a school, as a principal, you really have to get down to their level. Some of these people are just repeating the cycle of what they learned, Mm -hmm. and it's really about um, taking what they learned and saying, "Listen, you learned this way, I learned that way. Where do we have similarities, and where do we have differences, and where can we meet in the middle?" Right. And it's really taking things apart. It's really basic 101 it's going down to the basics
0: Mm -hmm. and that's
1: what comes down to
0: i think too i mean not to put all the onus on the the educator but i also feel like the the onus also could be on the students to one voice their opinion and tell their truth um you know it's interesting (laughs) because Uh, The way that I grew up and the way that our culture kind of grew up, we kind of just kept to ourselves. We kind of ate whatever it is that was bothering us because it was kind of like nothing's going to change anyway. But these young people also have to feel like they have a voice, number one, and two, be able to have the strength to exercise that voice. Um, and as right. parents, I think it's important for us to teach our children that they need to advocate for themselves if they feel uncomfortable, um, even though at the end of the day, you know, I don't think that it's going to fix itself. I mean, I, I mean, I was vocal when I was in high school. I said some of the same things that was going on and, and nothing has changed. Um, so it takes, yeah. you know, educators to listen to that, but also it takes students to be brave enough to kind of push back as well. Um, another thing that I go around preaching and I said this on a previous podcast is that if we want to see change, we got to be a part of the change. So these young people have to be in education. They got to be in a political spaces. They got to be in law enforcement it's places where we can, can affect change. We can talk about the problem all we want, but unless you a part of the game, it ain't, it'll, it'll never, ever change. Mr.
2: Spence, you, you there. I'm trying to be here, man. It's rough out here. I'm sitting in the parking lot. <laughs> oh. It's all good. You doing good
0: though?
2: Yeah, I can't complain. I mean, I, I mean, it, it was a good day. 80 degrees outside, so you know, just <laughs> enjoying the day. That's about it. You
0: got you. How, so, how,
2: how things when you're in? Everything's
0: good. Everything is everything. You know, I'm I'm breathing in, in here, so tired. But you know, it's, it's typical stuff. But what we're talking about is is you know, i saying. Uh, com- topic that we kind of talked about with radical empathy and how educators can have these conversations, these difficult conversations with students. But I want to go back because I had Stephanie talk about her experience watching uh, the incident in Franklinville with the George Floyd thing. Now, me and you, we we marched out there on the second one. Uh, when you saw mm-hmm. video footage of the, the first, which actually prompted the second one, what was mm-hmm. your 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 uh, your feelings and your take on that that incident?
2: It, it was a couple of emotions that I went through. Uh, one, I felt um, a lot of disrespect. And the other, I felt embarrassment for the community. I felt anger that someone would even attempt to portray um, something as heinous mm-hmm. as that. Um, and just and like... In today's time, we, we would think that you would just know better. Like mm-hmm. After all we've been through, through the through 60s and all the civil rights, and you would think that by now in this particular time period that we would just know better just from dealing with um, and being able to sit back and read and understand all the emotional pain that came through of what this country has done to people. Mm. Like, There's just no sympathy or empathy at all. Like people just don't don't seem to get it that wrong is wrong. And <laughs> just watching what he did to young people, mm. like you supposed. I, I don't know, no, you don't cuss, and I don't know no cuss. But you're a grown ass man. You're not supposed to be doing that. hmm hmm Yeah. So uh, I, I I mean to
0: get a little personal on my end, like I felt like the 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 school district kind of drop the ball on and Mm -hmm. one of the things that I'm talking to a lot of schools right now is that you got to be careful what you promote because if you're promoting yes we support you and we we're behind you but then when these incidents show up you don't show up that you're contradicting what you are promoting what your mission statement (laughs) is and all (laughs) the stuff that's exactly going on so um that particular moment kind of opened I mean it kind of just it exposed a lot of people it exposed a lot of people in a lot of different ways um, but the question I have for you Dr. Iglesias is, is where do we go from here? and like, what is the next step like we have marched already all right we got the world got we got the world's attention we got all those things and people were out there for the moment chanting all these things and now the dust kind of settled a little bit where and people are kind of going back into their routine where do we go from here and,
1: and that was the big thing for me um You said, where do we go from here? And I'm like, okay, you can do 20 marches, but what are you doing with that march? What are you changing? What are you implementing? I can show my face every day out there, but that's not doing anything. I want to do something. Mm -hmm. I want to make a change. How do I make that change? So for me, through this whole year, I've been sitting on my project.
0: Let's get to it. Perfect.
1: (laughs) And that is called Project Bridge. And it's um, bridging racial inequalities, doing grass work, groundwork, education, educating, educating our people. In my 15 years of working for DIFES, I have worked with at-risk families, most African-American Latinos um, in Cumberland County. I've worked really Burlington all the way down south. Um, And what I've seen is cycles being repeated from what they learned from their parents, from the grandparents, the great grandparents. What I seen was that there's no, the the access to services is difficult. They don't have the funding. They don't have the money. Um, I see a lot of crime. I see um, we're killing ourselves. Um, And for me, I'm like, what can I do to help our people? What do we need? to advance, what do we need to succeed? What what do we need to be empowered? And I sat and I pondered, I'm like, what is it? What is it? So then I'm like, you know what? What I've seen is that people know who's running. They know that they know Biden, they know Trump's name but do they really know what they're about? Do they really know what they stand for? Do they really know how to go and sign, um, register to vote? Do they really know how to buy a house? Do they know how to save money? Do they know about credit scores? Do they know about where do I go for a GED or how do I pass that test? But not only not knowing these things, being able to identify with the instructor that is teaching these things to these people. We as minorities, we wanna see somebody who is like us that we can identify with, that we can talk to, that I may come in there for education or I may come in there to learn about my credit score, but they also may say, you know what, man, I'm really having a bad day. Hmm. We need that. We need to rewire our minds. We need to let go of some of the old things that have been taught to us that may not be right. They just may not be right. That's not the right way to do it. Or that's you were taught wrong. There's a better way. And it may not be wrong. It just may be there's a better way to do that. It may take time. And most of these things is time and money. So we need encouragement, empowerment. We need all these things. So in the process of me think of all these and I'm like, oh, well, we need, I I need to build an app. I need to build an application that's free where I have educators like you, yourself, educators that have a lot of friends that are either in education, that do um, politics, that are in all these fields that would be willing to teach these people just getting on an app and teach them live seminars where they can actually earn a certificate. So this is not like a YouTube channel where you go on YouTube and you learn it and that's it. No, this is actually, a channel where you go on and you actually earn a certificate in that area. And you can take that certificate and say, hey, when I when I apply for a job, I took this, this, and this. So it looks good on the resume. So you have something backing you. Because at the end of the day, we all know that minorities, their resume are looked at a little different than our white counterpart. We all know that. yours might be passed by but this one mm -mm. they're not going to tell us that but we know that happens
0: so you have a launch date for the app are we in the process of development where are we in in terms of
1: so right now i'm actually trying to raise funds i have a kickstarter campaign going on it's a lot of money because building the app itself is about 50 to sixty thousand dollars to actually just build the app
0: kareem got that in his back pocket you
1: good <laughs> you know, and, 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 and and you know i say this all the time i need help this is something i need help in i can have, be, have the vision for it but i don't have the i.t i don't know how to do coding i don't know how to do any of that stuff and i also need help with instructors so this is not really about me it's about just the vision and I'm looking for team members. I'm looking for investors. I'm looking for somebody who's ready to rock and roll with me. Say, you know what? I want to create change too. I'm on board. I want to do something for our people. I want to. I want to make movement. I want us to move and succeed. I'm tired of us being the second one, being vice president. Let's be president, not just of the United States, president of all the companies. There's. 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 Too many of us who are educated and who do have the qualifications, but are not there. That are not there. So how can you, I feel, I'm sorry, I, feel, I feel as though that we as educated people need to help our other counterparts that may not have the ability to access the things that we can or maneuver and assimilate the way that we can. Because at the end of the day, we maneuver around people. People, places, and things. And all we do. And 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 I've been told you 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 told me you act you sound so white. I'm saying listen, I will sound white, Chinese, black, Puerto Rican, whatever I need to do. Whatever I need to do. You need to learn how to maneuver things and are in. Sometimes our people are stuck in one way. They only see it one way. They're, they're tunnel vision. We need to expand that.
0: How can people get in contact with you that want to help?
1: Um, they can either email me or they can um, actually go on the Kickstarter campaign. Right on Kickstarter. It's actually Project, Project Bridge. And my email is art. At gmail.com. You can also reach me on Facebook under my name, Stephanie Iglesias.
0: Awesome. We'll have that information posted at the end of this podcast on the slide. So you make sure you can get that information to help out if you um so inclined to. Um, but uh, we're going to switch. Actually, Kareem, you got any questions or anything that you want to add before I switch gears a little bit and wrap this up?
2: No, I, I think that, um, you know, the good doctor is absolutely correct. I mean, we, we are conditioned into a certain mindset and we haven't been able to adjust and adapt to the times um, mm-hmm. and we have pretty much have passed that down from generation to generation to where though it, it's become almost a generational curse almost mm-hmm. not to be able to take those blinders off and, and see the world for what it really is and now for what it's pretending to be. Um, limited access and limited resources definitely has kept us as being the minority when in reality we should be considered the majority. Mm -hmm. And
1: and, and most likely we are the majority, but it doesn't seem that way.
2: (laughs) I think it's important for people to know, especially,
0: um, you know, minorities understand that you don't have to lose the sense of who you are as an individual in order to be able to maneuver in these spaces. Every walk, every room I walk into, I, I walk in as myself, like this is who I am, regardless if it's a, you know, CEO of a company I'm having a conversation yep. with or somebody, you know, that that's on the corner or black, this is who I am. So you don't necessarily have to, To the game is not losing the sense of yourself. The game is learn, It's chess, mm-hmm. really, at the end of the day, it's learning, thinking two steps ahead and how to maneuver in those, those different spaces. The language changes. Mm-hmm you know that's the really the biggest thing the game still stays the same you're still playing chess whether you're playing chess on the block or in the corporate room you're playing chess the language is a little bit different
1: absolutely
0: so um dr iglesias thank you so much for that information we can definitely um push that out and um hopefully we get some people to support it um if not for anything educators out there anybody listening have these difficult conversations and learn to to be uncomfortable mm-hmm. having these conversations because it's uncomfortable feeling the way that people feel every single day that they walk outside of their, their um, house. And even from like uh, Dr. Iglesias mm-hmm. said, um, coming from a mother's perspective, not knowing whether her kids are going to come home at night because of certain things. Um, so uh, have those conversations mm-hmm. at the very least and, 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 and get involved. You know, like I said earlier, it's Good to march, it's good to go rah rah and cheer cheer, but if you ain't out here putting in the work, um, then you know what are you mm-hmm. really complaining about at the end of the day? So
1: mm-hmm.
0: we're gonna switch gears a little bit. Um, okay. <laughs> we like to have a little bit of fun and I'm gonna lean on Kareem for this one to go back to the mm-hmm. original question because you wasn't on in the beginning and I don't even know if we, uh, put, I'll put it out there anyway. She's recently um, engaged, so congratulations on that. So this is a perfect segue for Kareem mm. <laughs> to go in or whether she's petty or not.
2: I already know the answer, Whether, Whether or uh, Yeah, what? yeah. So I guess we're trying to, I, I've always been on a mission to be able to have people embrace their pettiness and being as though that you're newly engaged i guess the best way to gauge your level of pettiness is on how much you're going to spend on his ring oh I
1: have are no- you going to
2: spend <laughs> are you going to spend equal more or less on his ring than what your ring is going to cost
1: um I, I honestly i haven't even thought uh-huh. about the ring yeah, not, we're looking for honesty because you you've that been that trying
2: happened? to keep it real the whole time so yeah we're looking for honesty you've been keeping it real so go ahead what you I got
1: haven't even thought of, listen i haven't even thought about
2: the ring, so what you that's you haven't pretty thought bad. about the ring I all about jerry the jerry that came <laughs> on you haven't thought not once like maybe no, i think I, it was I, jerry I honestly, I honestly have not
1: thought about his ring
0: that's petty the simple okay. fact that you didn't even think about his ring is <laughs> <laughs>
2: <petty Y'all> <laughs> no, seriously. be no, so she trying to try get about. off the hook. So so now we're on the topic of ring buying. How much are you willing to spend? Five G
1: so. for me. It's really... Wait a minute. 20G? I don't have an amount, though because for me it's not about the amount. It's about uh-huh. the thought, and it's about. Uh-huh.
0: But you didn't think about it rigged up. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, he's making I'm stuff saying. up. He's making
1: stuff up now. Mm-hmm. I'm not making
2: stuff up. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not making anything up.
1: So mm-hmm. yeah, I just mm-hmm. think it's not really about the
2: price. It is about price. How much are you willing to spend? I don't
1: know. I have no idea. See, now you're
2: not. Now, now you're a doctor. That is not a word that you can use anymore because you do know. <laughs> I
1: can use it. I can use it. No. Now, honestly. I honestly have not given thought to a price range for a ring.
2: Okay. So, would you spend five grand on his ring?
1: I would if I like it and if I thought he liked it.
2: Hmm. Ten grand.
1: Yeah. Why not?
2: Hmm, 20 grand. Huh? Yeah, twenty grand.
1: Twenty, yeah, 20 grand? grand. Hell no. And let me tell Whoa. you why. Let me I'm tell listening. you why I wouldn't do twenty mm-hmm. grand.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. a ring this like even Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. don't mean anything all it is is goes along with a piece of paper Mm -hmm. what's more important is the relationship I have with him so the price of a Mm -hmm. the price tag of a ring really Mm -hmm. it could have been he could have made the ring for me I'd have been cool
2: Really? Dude, Did you tell him I, that? You can take it back. You like, what <laughs> I've been through in my, in my lifetime, it ain't about money. Uh-huh. It ain't about
1: money or how much something costs. None of that.
2: Mm-hmm. Now you do know this is going to be on YouTube. So when he watches it, he's going to say, I'm coming to get the ring. I'm going to take it back. I'm going to do something else. Buy some crypto with the ring. <laughs> he, he, can, he,
1: can, he can if he wants to. Yes. Go ahead.
2: Huh. Editor. Well, me yeah, ask Can can I can I buy the ring for hundred dollars so I can take it to the pawn shop and buy me some crypto? I don't know. He might take it to the pawn shop. He likes like to stone
1: with the <laughs> pawn shops. He likes going to them places. Uh,
2: flip it flip it Miso, she's petty. Yeah. yeah, she's petty, Miso. She's petty. All right, the jewelry's out. It has been decided. We okay. <laughs> have officially petty. Yeah. Yeah, she Congratulations. Up. She said twenty grand. Once she said, "No, I ain't spending twenty grand because money's not an option."
0: Yeah, she's yeah, she sorry. It. It's all right. All right. So um, <laughs> before we get out of here, thank you again. Um, any You're last welcome. words for our listeners, Dr. Iglesias?
1: Just if anybody has interest in Project Bridge, um, reach out to me, contact me, email me, um, check out the Kickstarter campaign and actually... It has everything on there, exactly what I'm trying to do, what it's going to look like and who it's going to benefit. It has all the objectives. It has the financials in there, exactly why I'm requesting that much money. I just need to get it started. I want to make, I don't want to talk the talk anymore. I want to walk the walk. So if anybody wants to walk the walk, come on. And I'm looking for investors and people to, you know, team up with.
0: Talk to Mister Petty. He got the butter soft black leather seats in the back. <laughs>
1: and, and <playback. laughs>
2: in the back, in all, all I know is Dogecoin is up. I told you months ago. That's why I got in that
1: too.
2: I, I, I hopped on. I ain't gonna front. I got a little something something. <laughs> yeah,
1: they said it's gonna go 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 up this weekend too. So mm-hmm. and then to watch it after that, it may go back down
0: that's awesome 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 so all you people out there again please support if you can again just have those conversations if not if if not anything else have those conversations with um people just talk to people and and kind of figure out people right like just learn about (laughs) different cultures learn about individuals and just you know you might find yourself in a better place i mean at the end of the day we had uh previous podcast on radical empathy i really think it is about being empathetic to people in their situations and and, and understanding that people's lives are a little bit different than yours um in some cases a lot bit different than yours but um that doesn't necessarily mean it's wrong so make sure you uh, you obviously uh embrace that empathy and and also embrace your pettiness as well so until next time people stay proud